0: G'day, punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're reviewing the weekend of final Group One races of the Sydney season, and here to join me as always, Mark Sheen. start off the card, uh, it's a pretty big weekend overall. How'd you fare?
1: I uh, managed to get away with something. Uh, it was a mixed bag. Um, we had a good uh, four track, which apparently was exactly the same rating as the Queen Elizabeth Stakes day, despite the fact that they were running about a second and a half faster so try and work that out and i've read a couple of reports that the track was perfect well I, I don't know if you weren't on the fence for the first seven races you might as well stay in your box at home
0: uh mark roden it certainly did seem that way and you have a look through the cursory glance through the putting form results you can see which lanes they were sitting in at the 800 600 and that certainly seems to be the familiar pattern there is that the one appears
2: well as the um victim of the uh hunt in New South Wales that I am, I've never been happier on a Monday morning uh, than this. I've, I've never had so much to complain about. Um, the track patterns, COTs, and various other things, It's uh, I could go on for hours here, but, uh, yeah, bounced out of bed this morning.
0: Okay, so we'll have to get the editing team on uh, standby, that's for sure. Rob Scurry, uh, you've had a couple of little sneaky races there at Kenzo yesterday, and uh, you managed to get your Lena's Heroes money after all.
3: Yeah, mate. Um, look, I've, you know, as Dan, Operation success patient died in terms of units you know i'm going to claim a moral victory i couldn't be more happy with the way what i sent out to punters um but yeah I look i didn't quite bet right for the punters but you know with the mailbag flying i managed to have a very good result sorry if anyone i think everyone at the mailbag did didn't they Who, who's getting our stuff surely any victims out there not winning with the mailbag this weekend
0: it certainly was a, a decent enough result, especially if you're Benny in Queensland featuring one S. Shirlio. But uh, enough about him. We can have a, a deep dive on that a little bit later. Let's start off with this highway. Um, fast tempo for the class, 2.3 links faster, to 600 on punting forms data. A head start. Rob, you found this horse with a couple of others in the yard. Just run us through typically what you look for in a highway horse as opposed to your general Saturday grade.
3: Uh, look, I don't really look for anything. I, like my, my technique's pretty much the same wherever I am, whatever I'm doing. I, I compare <laughs> one horse to another that's in that race and I, I just try and you know filter down based on looks and yeah it's pretty easy. Um, type, mental and then fitness conditioning. They're my, my three things and that's whether we're looking at a group one horse or we're looking at a you know a narrow maiden. Um, it's, it's the same. I thought the 11 was, was, the, was just about the best type here. I thought Rothenberg looked great, RIP. Uh, he looked big in condition, deep into the prep, so he was the other play, and, and Mr Wong looked forward enough, and they were probably the three best types to my eye. Um, and, yeah, the winner is, is maybe a progressive highway type, whatever that means. Um, but, you know, Danny Williams only marginally in front of Paul Massara for, you know, if you want to lose money, back there shorts in highways. <laughs> Mark
0: Shane, how did you see the first race in the card there?
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree with Rob. Uh, he certainly paraded the best in the yard. Ceasefire was the, the other one in the market and not a very impressive height yeah. at all. Could look, a small, weedy sort of thing and didn't really grab you. Uh, look, I didn't have a bet in the race. I tend not to even look at the replays for these races and just brush and completely, just go off the yard. So um, he certainly paraded the best.
0: Mark Roden, something about brushing lower races on the card that uh, probably has a lot of sense to it.
2: It does. I, I don't. Well, I fall into the highway every week, and I've I've found the odd winner at, at good prices, so I've, um, I'll probably continue to do so. My um my throw up this seeing Mr. Wong took no part in the race. Um Rob, you you actually said he he paraded quite well. Uh, yeah yeah, forward like and one of the best types. Strong, yeah, and then he, strong um, bugger. He basically refused to take any part of the in the race. Um, walked out of the gates, came out last, and then hung uh, for the entire trip. Um, Rothenberg was going to win this by about three, I reckon, before the uh, before it fell. Um, we've seen um, Huey put the left indicator on and go for a run that's um, that wasn't there previously too, uh, and I think this was a bit the same. Um, there was, you know, you know, there's no, there was no need to do this. This isn't the Melbourne Cup or anything. I don't know what was going on there, but. Fortunately, that's what happened. Um, I think even for a highway, this is a pretty high standard. Um, as I said, Rothenberg was going to win this white length or two, and um, DreamHead's got away with
0: one. I think. Okay, let's uh, have a look at race two, which was the JHB car, the group three for the, the three-year-old fillies. Slow tempo race, 2.2 links, slow to the 600. All Hallows Eve has defeated Elizabeel, who gave a bit of cheek trying to lead. Uh, Rob, you sided with uh, Elizabeel here, didn't you? Yeah, man.
3: One of the big plays of the day, um, three-year-old Phillies, my bag. But uh, I think she was half, half slow away, and that's what's costed the win. So you know, I'm very, very happy with the bet. I thought she, she looked as be- best she, as she has this time in. Nothing wrong with Kiku, but you know, the, the map said it was, it was going to have trouble, and um, yeah, just just to be done by a, a miracle run through from Jamie Carr on the line was, was a bit tough to take. You know, um, I you know, proud of myself
1: lost but proud of myself this race i think changed complexion completely when kiku uh, missed the start and was right out the back um anyone backing horses from last at 1400 a ramic will end up uh, with one thong um <laughs> yeah, no hope uh, as soon as the gates open well hello zeev i've got to say i thought it was a wet tracker but uh got the run on the fence and produced at the right time i saved on eliza bill also because of uh, how she paraded and was very happy in the run but probably a little bit disappointing in the long run. Uh, maybe back from 2000 was a bit too much of an arse, but um, certainly the way the track played, um, she was probably entirely at home.
0: Mark Roden, nothing but uh, a drift in the market there for Kiku.
1: Uh, I wasn't
2: overly concerned about that. I thought Kiku pre-race mapped perfectly. Mm. I thought in, in a race like this with no speed, as long as she jumped, she was going to be third, fourth in the run. Mm. She walked out of the gate. She's, that's not her either. She's not She's she's raced back in the field, but that's by design from wide alleys and that sort of thing. I, I haven't had her marked as a risky beginner, but she um, she was out of play after fifty yards. Um, and yeah, the, the, uh, the rest of the race just unfolded as it did. Um, great ride, Jamie Carr. Good jockey change on that horse. I have to say, I've half missed that. Um, that, that that's a good part of the reason why it's won. I was a bit of every chance in front. Um, Kiku had none. So that was two out of two. I was out of play um, after fifty meters.
0: Okay, let's have a look at race three, which is the Frank Packer over 2,000 metres, the group three, uh, fast tempo, best part of four lengths fast to the 600, and Signor Tober uh, in the Stayer raffle has managed to lob up at any old price. Uh, Rob Scarry, could you make a case for this horse out of the yard? Yeah,
3: you could you know, gr- Grays can be a bit tougher to, tougher to spot. Um, but look, I, I thought that the winner was going to come out of uh, one, two or three. Um, maybe Lions Roar was better the start before, but um, then I heard this, uh, I was keen to to back Quakeway. Uh, um, I had it on top and then I heard this change of tactics thing and um, how it couldn't, couldn't bet. Cause I think that was, that was its ace in the hole of, of, of controlling, controlling us on the, on the speed. So, um, I, I couldn't I couldn't back that I, th- I thought you know high supremacy looked look great again um, maybe a touch disappointing maybe a bit overrated but um Yeah, look, uh, what do you make of uh, the tactics change of tactics on quake Mark Roden and or Mark Sheen Whoever wants to jump in.
1: Well, I think Mark Roden was more invested than me. So I'll let him go <laughs> Well, I, as I said, I was
2: I was out of play after 50 yards in races one and two. I was out of play 20 minutes before the race in race three, which was good. Um, uh, look, I mean, he's good this bloke, isn't he? he? He presents a horse fat in the AJC derby, and then when he has the um, this race presented and I plays to him, he um, overthinks it and comes up with this change of tactics. Christ, he's lucky. His sister's pretty, I tell you, he's uh, not much else going on there, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I just... I I can't think of a worse uh, announced change of tactics since they've been um, giving them out to be honest. but uh, This just fell into the... I mean, it's been beaten 100 metres, so we're not talking about a good thing beaten here, but um, maybe it would have run last anyway. But to to not take that opportunity when it's presented to you uh, like that is just staggering. I mean, this just demonstrates that they've paid absolutely no heed to... Uh, the context, the, mm. the other horses in the race and the map, they just said, okay well, this horse has been ridden on speed and faded we want to ride him quieter, fine, you know that's that's up to you, but to then just say we're doing that come hell or high water, shows that they've just paid no attention at all to what's going on around them and yep. they, this, this horse, the SP'd five bucks and longer on the fear, it should have been a thousand to one. It, it had absolutely no change trainer says needs gilding uh, he probably f- <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry, set you up. <laughs> uh, moving on.
1: Good on you. Uh,
0: good on good <laughs> Mark Sheen, could you find this winner in hindsight?
1: Uh, look, it, look, it was a nice win at Moonee Valley. I, I had him rated fairly highly for that race on the Kensington track and, and had a spec on him. I backed the Kicker as well, but I had a spec on him at the price. But um, I heard Achiever was going forward, and I'm scratching my head. Oh, you know, who's going to benefit from Achiever leading here? And I didn't put two and two together, so... Uh, Senor Tober was well. Someone found it was 50s in, so uh, he does look a promising type. Admittedly, Quay uh may have been his own worst enemy, plus the the tactics. Lion's Draw hasn't backed up. High supremacy. Um, look, I think he was there to win, but he's done this before in the Spring Stakes where he loomed up and looked like he had the race won. He may need winkers or blinkers. This horse. Um, I thought it probably the run he had, he was entitled to win, but uh, Senior Tober looks like he might train on for a Queensland derby, yeah. considering that uh, he's only had a couple of runs now. And big jump in distance on Saturday and hit the line well, so uh, obviously he's got a
2: lot of upside. Just to add insult to injury, I was going to back Senior Tober in the race he was entered for on, I think it was Thursday, at Newcastle, and they scratched him and like, yeah. I hadn't backed him at any price on the <laughs> Saturday.
0: Just adds to the torture of being a victim. Uh, race four was the JRA plate, even tempo, 1.2 lengths fast to the 600, Paths of Glory. Now one of these horses sat rails and run, but has produced a, a strong figure overall, uh, holding up Zaki and hangman Rob Scurry. Run us through some of this.
3: Uh, look, we're on Paths of Glory last start, and it is paraded well with good condition on again. But um, this, this Zaki, I actually, um, you know, introduced myself to... the the one I only lizzie jelson i was kind of keen to get her thoughts on what she thought this is as i said this doesn't look like a 2000 meter horse to me this looks like a miler dead set miler <laughs> and um i think uh you know i'm proven correct uh but anyway they they should they should yeah I, I think they've got a i don't know how much they've paid for it um but to take it from 16 to 2000 um you know within a week or two i'm not sure if that was the right rain but um i think it's the best horse in the race by some way and um I don't know what she's going to do with it, but it's, you know, maybe, maybe it'll go up and win that Hollendale. Um, but yeah, it's somehow got beaten here.
0: Mark Sheen, what did you make of Zaki?
1: Uh, well, I thought he cruised up. Um, McDonald looked to me to actually take another hold of the 300. He didn't want to get there too early, <laughs> yeah. and then when he went for him past the glory, was was too good coming back from a sawback ride uh, the start before past the glory. Just got the right run on the rail, which was a charm place to be um, yeah look Zaki uh, as we said on Friday there's a different tempo race compared to the Doncaster up in trip short price back on a dry track so um, I, I did look up his win in, in England where he was presented a little bit later when he won there at, uh, at Epsom so maybe he got to the front too soon and had to think about it I'm not too sure so uh, I'll have to wait and see maybe they'll whack some blinkers on him as well
3: what about on type, Mark?
1: What is he? Um, Sprinter yeah, Miler. I, I really didn't have an opinion on that. You'd probably be a better judge of that than me, mate.
0: Yeah. Mark Roden. What are you making of some of these former internationals? You also had uh, Zarek as well, and uh, you know a few that have been going around for a little while now.
2: Yeah, I thought. I thought it's, I, I didn't have a bet in the race. I thought, however, the way the track had been playing in the first three, that Zarek was going to be suited, and he, and he was sort of backed uh, mm. accordingly too. He was very solid by jump time. And he ended up, um, well, he got the right run. He just didn't finish off. He he was disappointing, I thought. Um, Well, I thought Zaki and Hangman were going to Quinella the race at the turn. They they just both cruised into it and couldn't finish off. And this was when I started thinking, right, this rail's hotter than even we thought it was after the evidence of the first three. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. Is it, was it the track pattern or was it not getting 2,000 second up? I, I really couldn't answer that i don't know um hangman's clearly flying and the rest were you
0: know just what they were really yep bit ho-hum race five was the hallmark stakes over 1200 meters which is a group three splintex mark shan has uh, taken the early price and uh stamped it and i thought it was a relatively painless watch in the end i'm not sure uh slow tempo race though 4.5 length slow to the 600 rob scurry Splintex uh, senior fox there's a couple of them that we've uh, sort of seen quite a few times his prep what, how do they look like on Saturday
3: oh, it looks uh, Splintex just looked the best he has like he not 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 a hair out of place not a it's just he's a great trainer Mark Newnham and uh, this horse just looked relaxed and ready, ready to go. Mm-hmm. But Bloody senior Fox is a flashy type. He, he sucked me in for the for the main player. I just maybe overthought this one and and went. Um, I thought he and um, Easy Eddie would maybe you know cut at each other a little bit and and you know I get the rails run behind on senior Fox and and just just them him late. Um, Victorum, we I had to have a little time, He couldn't win without me. Uh, I think he's going really well, um, you know, maybe ba- back in distance on, on a fast tempo. There's a race for him up in Brisbane. Um, he seems to have run well, but uh, too good, Mark Sheen.
1: Oh, well, it, it just a race looked good for him with the pace. So we're now for uh, uh, scratched. Uh, I was a bit horrified when they said they were going to lead on Easy Eddie, though, I must admit. Uh, <laughs> sort of took a bit of gloss off it, but uh, he got Splintex in a, in a good spot. Uh, they went pretty steady in front and he was able to hang on. Uh, I agree, he he and Senor Fox stood out in the yard, um, thought Victorum was great, Uh, got a bit sweaty and a bit prancy there, Um, so a good run from him. 11-11, just didn't find any cover, so I'm I'm not sure where we go with the back markers here. Rainier ran well first up, and obviously we'd better suited over a little bit further, but uh, Splintex just got the right race and got into the right spot.
0: Yeah, Mark Rodden, are you making a case for any of these to be followed next up?
1: uh not particularly maybe
2: aside from rainy air um 1200 short of his best trip uh he, he's a good fresh horse but typically at uh, longer trips than 1200 so he's obviously come back uh in really good order you know the his stablemates ran second last and last which their racing pattern um sort of dictates to the problem right here and you know get back run on There wasn't enough speed for him, they just worked home. Um, yeah, very well found, Mark, with Squintex. Panda- I mean, yes, yeah, COT would have, on Izzy Eddie would have scared you a bit, but it turned out perfectly. It just lobbed outside lead and was too good. Um, Mark's obviously betting all right, looking at these tight dividends, 380, 370, uh I'm very glad he got a result out.
0: Very good. Race six was the champagne stakes, the group one for the two-year-olds over the mile. Uh, look, Captain and Halal—they really cleared out from the rest of them. Uh, very fast tempo, 5.5 links fast to the 600. Questionable whether or not they've quite finished the race off, so to speak, off that fast tempo over the mile. I guess that's fair to say. Uh, but um, Rob Scarry, run us through both of those, and then also just make comment on this Port Louis because there was a fair amount of cash around for it.
3: Fair amount, absolutely hemorrhaged. Seemed almost as was going to start favourite, but um this is the only this is like i've oh, made a couple of blues and you know halal looked uh, on top to me he just seems sort to of, have um just holding his condition coat looked great uh captive um look looked great as well and you know it was, it was it was two from one from the yard i, I did find that the um the ma eustace horse it's it's got more of a a mile, a 2,000 metre. Look of, about it, and I think back when it comes back, it you know it'll be competing against Captivon in like the the Spring Champions and maybe the Caulfield Guineas and that sort of thing. But oh, it's a bit disgusting that Halal's got beaten here. You know, and, and he's left the yard perfect, and then he's jacked up behind the stalls. He's over raced in the run. Um, you know, he's the Golden Rose horse. He's he's the the Sprinter Miler, and I've been done by a, a bloody plotter. Disgusting.
0: <laughs> Mark Sheen, how do you handle that when you find one out of the yard and then all of a sudden the last 30 to 60 seconds it goes to pieces?
1: Uh, yeah, well, 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 you have to watch that sometimes. As I said, we're flexible the other day. Uh, she went onto the track a bit better, but she jacked up um, uh, behind the barrier. Uh, she jacked up going on the track the week before, so it's not a great sign. He didn't look in a good mood there behind the gates, did he? Um ah the the money for port louis here was very surprising I, I i've got to say i'm very much into the history of these these rates especially two-year-olds and i think 25 of the last 30 winners had run in the size um or at least had a 1400 meter lead-up. i couldn't find anywhere where a, a maiden a horse had been beaten in a maiden at 1200 meters had won in champagne going to 16 and it was absolutely off the map from barrier 14 on a track where the rail was was the place to be so it was quite surprising but that's pushed the price of Captivon out
3: Yeah,
1: I actually saved on it at 4.20 and I think it was 5.50 begging <laughs> So I was on Halal in the future so it was a much better result for me oh. I, just think, I just think Captivon got the better run on the yeah. rail, Halal was three wide round the circle and I think that's the difference on the day they, it swapped the runs, it might have been a different result Um but you know that was the form going to the
3: race for sure mark can i, can I remind you one in history that um should have just about one was um when i was on zavabile to beat dance hero over a mile in the champagne stakes how stiff was i on zavabele yeah, yeah
1: it was only about five runners that race wasn't it?
3: But that's so, right mate you were yeah. calling yeah you remember it but mm-hmm. yes yeah um dance hero over a mile Gay. what a genius
0: Mark Roden, this Port Louis was probably one for the data purbs, so to speak. But uh, as Mark Sheen just alluded to, you could find it on data, but you had to actually use some logic at some point.
2: It's run pretty well. I yeah. uh, I mentioned it in the preview show, uh, mm. and I said oh, I was I was going to spec this at twenty three dollars. Now yeah. it's seventeen, so uh, seventeen bucks is a bit short to me. and yeah. it, it was five fifty hard to get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Um, yeah. It was out of a high rating maiden. Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned this. I said. This is a progressive horse out of a high rating race. It's the sort of horse you could half-make a case for, but it was 1,200 up to 1,600 metres in barrier 14. And I thought they were probably going to roll forward on it from 14, mm. which seems sort of the logical approach up to a mile, but uh, they've gone back on it. Um, I don't know if it finishes any closer, if it goes forward, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it just... Um, I don't know, but someone hit the wrong key in the entering the numbers for the syndicates here and got a, you know 350 instead of 35 or something. It was... Uh, it didn't have a price at the finish. It was, well, maybe uh,
1: that was the thing they thought fourteen alley would go straight across. Yeah, um, but maybe they hadn't had the lead. Maybe, but yes, um... that, that
2: that could well be the case. Actually, uh, I know that's been part of how they approach it. Um, yeah, I was. Hillel was a strong play for me. I, I didn't save on Captain Von. Uh, uh, probably should have when the, when the market changed shape like, like it did. But I was I was chips in Hillel. and yeah, better. But uh, i not the better ride. The better run in transit got it done for Captain Vont. He has. He, uh, Rob pointed out he, he got a bit sturdy going into the gates he, he, you know, he was 50 metres behind the stalls they couldn't get him into the gates then all sorts of no-hopers were diggerising him in the run the Jean Dubois thing and the um, yeah. Annabelle Nation horse just surrounding him and driving him mad and <clears throat> Tommy Berry did the right thing got him sort of out of the traffic and rolling which uh, gave him his chance but McDonald just gave, kept Captain on the perfect run and yeah. didn't go ahead that, that, was, that was all there was to
0: it yep yeah. Uh, race seven was the all aged over 1400 group one weight for age and colding had perfect run I mean it just seems to be the pattern of the day uh, even tempo 1.6 length slow to the 600 on punding form starter held off Sabatiano Cascadian uh, Rob Scurry, there there's plenty of group one types or I guess horses that you probably would have liked to have backed on a different track but uh, you did have something on colding nonetheless
3: yeah, uh, most of them look really, really well. You know, you really are splitting hairs mm-hmm. when, you, when you're when you trying to pick out of the, the yard on looks in this sort of situation. But, you know, Colding still had that perfect waller about it. Um, Savitiano, she's never been one of mine, but she she's always she looks like she's parading heavy and runs well, and she looked like she was parading heavy, and I thought she'd run well. I thought she was home. Hats off to the gun to, to pick up Colding. Uh, unbelievable. I would have traded... Um, big, I reckon there at, at the hundred. Um look, I guess he's never never been one of mine, the 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 John Thompson Dream Force. Uh, he he was he was a play and and uh, your your boy, the new market winner's a Tory was just, just a he's a lovely walker and dappled up and in my head, uh, you know, twelve hundred at down the straight is equivalent to fourteen hundred at Ranwick. It, it's 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 uh, uh even though it's a mile race, but um Oh, it was a 1,400 metre race. And look, the, and the Panther, you know, it's it's $3, so uh, mm. it looks great, uh, Master Crusader, but you know, the map says it, it, it shouldn't be $3, it's, it's run enormous, it might be the best horse in the race, but you know, that might be a bit um, harsh on, on Colding, he's a, a dead-set dry tracker, a real body bulldog trier.
0: Yep, Mark Sheen, do you have any thoughts on who the best of this bunch would be on a fair
1: track? Well I thought on the day Prague was probably the best run. Um, He actually jumped out of the stalls for the first time in a while but because he drew so wide he had to be dragged back to second or third last and considering where he came down the outside actually went home better than Mars Crusader um, who just with the pattern of the day uh, well just had no hope really. This brought Colding right into play. He was always going to get a good run from the inside Barry and the horse who followed him from Barry won Cascadian probably should have won the race just held up at the wrong time and one more bound probably wins the race so there's Colding on the rail third on the fence Cascadian right behind it uh, Savatiano had to race in the 1-1 one, one, and then come round three and four wide in the circle so Colding just in the best spot track pattern won the race.
0: Yep Mark Rodent it's probably about all you have to say about this uh, this group one isn't it?
2: Yeah margins nothing well there's no margins hmm. they finished in a bunch um, perhaps mass crusaders a I mean the, the map all sorts of things were against him in the outside gate but perhaps he's a 1200 metre horse and not a 1400 metre horse I'd say as Mark alluded to Prague was better on the line than uh, he was um, Cascadian uh, good thing beaten I would say I had a couple of shekels on 50 stars at the 102's Run sensational it was actually in front 100 yards after the mm. post 1400 just a t- I, mean, I thought the freshen up back to 1400 that was the case i was making for him but he um was just a touch short for him but he, he finished off really well after getting all long way back um yeah what do we say sabatiano very good 1395 meter horse i think <laughs> <laughs> just gets a bit vulnerable late all the time and colin just yeah Strike track, perfect map, just got his perfect setup and won. Didn't dominate. He's won, he's won by a short half head, but it was that kind of race.
0: Yep. Uh, race 8 was the benchmark 100 over 1,400 metres. Rocket clock, uh, we'll run through what... Uh, you know, how we read these last couple of races, but uh, it's managed, I guess, to a certain extent to fire the pattern here, off an even tempo, 1.2 length slow to the 600, knocking off nudge and royal celebration. Uh, Rob, what do you think of this bunch, the uh, the benchmark 100? Because obviously your old boyfriend, Cuba, was in the field.
3: Oh, I just walked down the yard, number three, just stood out to me like a beacon. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> it's Cuba. Um, so yeah, look, I, I'll be on him again. Just like Easy Far, I just I, I'll, I never, I never quit. I'm I'm to the death. Um I back my eye. Um, Did you back it Easy
1: Far
3: on Saturday, Rob? Yeah, yeah. Got <laughs> someone out of it, you know. I, Roden said I'd back it in the Dakar Rally. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, look, that that was a nice, that was a nice watch. And um, anyway, um, th- this race, look, look Cuba. Are, maybe he's, he's probably found his grade. Um, and he probably looks better than he is. Um, but you know, I just love a, a brave front runner. And I, I think, you know, I think there's merit in his run. Um, the Ron Quinton horse, looked very good. Royal acceleration. He was going to be a winning result for us. If, if, um, you know, he had map issues. Uh, I knew that, but I thought his run much well, more. Mark reminded me his run was enormous first up at Rose Hill. And, um, you know, he, he was parading very well. I thought, um, but yeah, look, a Fox clock's never going to be one of mine. Um, it's just, just a sort of a lightly framed kind of horse, and um, yeah, not much else to say other than I'll be uh, following Cuba.
0: What did you think of this import,
3: uh, Arapaho? Uh, number uh, thirteen. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't. I, uh, not much to be honest. I I, I can't really remember. Sorry. Clearly not memorable. <laughs> we'll put
0: it that way. <laughs> Obviously.
1: <laughs> oh, what did Mark? What did Mark Sheen think of it? Um, I wrote down not overly big, but looked okay. Yeah. There yeah we go. Well, this um, this track changed, as we saw the previous week. After two races, the fence was alright. Then the fence was horrific, and then we've got to this race, and the track changed completely for the last two races. Um, Rock Clock was able to sit three wide. I was on nudge. He was on the fence. Yep. Who um unfortunately munitions didn't do it any favor and lost a lot of momentum i'm not sure that she would have won but uh you've got to say the rock o'clock defied the bias on the day uh, from what happened in the previous uh, seven races so done a good job um i couldn't have found it i didn't like it i like Nudge, and uh i thought in was a really good run he is a deep girth horse and always does look a bit porky but um he did look a bit uh, podgy before the race and I think he's got plenty of improvement. He did hit the line quite well. So, Brandon another one who was totally luckless in this race.
0: Yeah, Mark Roden, how are you reading this race?
2: Yeah, uh, just to pick up on what Mark was saying, I, I, I reckon hard fence in the straight, at least, um, was being avoided from about race five onwards because I was on Senior Fox in that sprint race. Mm. And you, um, James McDonald went to the fence, but he sort of did so under sufferance. He was actually looking to get off heels of the leaders and he couldn't. He thought, well, I'm I'm here now and I'll I'll get the fence and the horse, well maybe the horse just half failed second up. Um, but he seemed to be spinning his wheels a bit. I think the same thing happened with nudge in this race. Um, fence and run was, was great. Don't get me wrong. Even, you know, race six, race seven, race eight, but, um, the jockeys were very much uh, looking to get off the fence in the straight and, um, even this last one, who's won by halfway, um, led and steered out to the, halfway towards the middle as well. So, yeah, I'd say that the hard fence in the straight was gone by, by this race. Okay.
3: Can, can I say lure is the uh, B-grade uh, think it over? Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, basically, like a journeyman horse that, that maybe hasn't found a
2: ceiling yet. That makes he, sense. Win. I, I backed him with I got mocked for backing him uh, last early spring when he won his first race in about 100 starts with, when McDonald threw him over the line. And, was it Rose Hill? Yeah. But he's, uh, he's always... But he's, You look at his figures, they're a you know, solid bank of consistent figures. Big big bugger, big brood of a thing. But I will say they don't generally go to another level. Maybe think it over as a good case. They don't generally go to another level at start, 150. <laughs> they like right. a, a big, strong sound horse, you know. If they're, if they're still sound, they still love the game, love love the race. Then... Tremendous money he spent over his connections, as yeah. they
0: say. <laughs> well, uh, race nine was benchmark 88 over 1200, and Lost in Runnings just controlled this at a slow tempo and completely killed them. Uh, four legs slow to the 600, so really just had his own way up in front. Uh, Rob Scurry, run us through this lot.
3: Uh, this, is, this is a race I want to give myself an uppercut. Um, I did find I, I'd never seen the winner before, and um, I've and I'd heard a you know on, on the announcement that it was much calmer in 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 the yard, and I did think he looked he looked the um, standout, and you know that I've eventually got on the back the horse one by two, this is disgusting. Um, the, the Enchanted Heart who beat him first up, um, but I did think that horse looked a little bit fat, um, and I, I even liked. Uh, flat heaven. I thought yeah. his coat looked sensational. Um, was in the numbers so to do two units on this race, uh, you know, left me left me sick, but you know, thank old Jack Dickens for uh and, and Jacko for the last hit Corpfield made me a bit happier with a twenty six dollar shot gear. <laughs> Jack had a half rage bet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mark Sherry, how'd you uh see this last race with the winner?
1: No, I handled it poorly. Um Lost and Running um, had a great record going to the race with, what, four wins in a second, but his last two runs have been on rain-affected tracks, and even though he'd won it on the Kensington track, I thought it was just a common win, to tell you the truth, and then he was beaten on a wet track by Enchanted Heart, but he just jumped out of the ground Uh, back on the good four on uh, Saturday, (laughs) um, running 1.85 or something. Um, That was a serious win, and if he can stay on top of the ground, he's obviously got a very good race in him. Selena so Dreamy, as I said, did look trained right up at Warwick Farm and she just didn't back it up. Look, I didn't think she'd gone backwards looking at her, but obviously that run had taken something out of her at Warwick Farm and uh, she just didn't repeat that figure and was struggling a long way from home, probably uh, lost in running, just broke her heart chasing.
0: Yeah. Mark Roden, how did this winner rate with you?
1: Uh, very well. I got this race 100% right
2: um, at about 9 o'clock on Saturday night. Unfortunately, um, before the race, I didn't. I was on. Uh, <laughs> Well, the next three in the market <laughs> around him, but I, I think I said on, on the preview show he, he yeah. you wouldn't be rushing to take a short price about him what we, on what we saw at Canterbury to start before, but he did he had his lightly raced and he had a very very solid platform and he stepped off it. I heard, I think Ron Duffy or something said he, John O'Shea wouldn't hear of it being beaten if he settled uh, in this race and that's exactly how he panned out. He, he jumped, jumped straight into the bridle. It wasn't over racing. It was just. Coming on in front, um, Selena Dreaming just couldn't go with him, and Enchanted Heart was three wide. She was all. She was probably a bad bet too. She she sprinted well fresh at 1100 and got the job done at Canterbury. But she's a 1400 meter horse. This was her flat run. I'm certainly not pinning her for the prep. Yeah. And if she gets mm-hmm. out the 1400 in the right race, she can win again. But um, uh, yeah, I, they have to press on to Brisbane, don't they, or something? Yeah. He, he's a group horse for sure.
0: All right, there it is. Uh, look, well, that brings us to the end. I'll get a horse from you each to follow uh, whether it's from the yard or from what you've seen uh, Mark Shane, I'll start with you
1: well I, I think senior Tab probably going to Brisbane so um, I thought that was good staying performance off a you know a 1400 meter run so he'd obviously head towards the the, the classics in uh, Brisbane thought law me was quite good um, so I'll just leave it at that and and poor old Prague if he can find a decent barrier and jump out of the stalls he uh, was a good run on Saturday Okay.
2: Could could he keep going to something like the Stradbroke? Could he could he
1: stay up that long? Um, possibly. He's a big, strong type. He, look, he hasn't gone backwards, so I think Rob would agree with that. He's yeah. um, he's been holding conditioned condition from what I've seen, so I'm sure they'd probably try and aim towards something in Queensland. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mark Roden, your horses to follow.
1: Um.
2: Yeah, just lost in running group horse. I would say now, you know, he's not a benchmark horse. He's a group horse. Uh, although it had favours, um, it had a bit of a fresh... Oh, it's only reasonably early in its prep. I think all Halbo's Eve um, can train on as well. Maybe another Wednesday one for the uh, same stable.
0: Okay. And Rob Scarry, one or two to
3: follow out of the yard. Look, it's, it's, it's hard to know. You know, like a lot of these horses are going to go to Brisbane, and, and I'm certainly not going to Hawkesbury. Mm. Um, and, look, I, I, we got a glimpse of winter racing, and I think that the Gay Waterhouse runner yes yesterday that won the number five Reliable, what is it, whatever it is, Reliable Man, or um, that no, that was it. Yeah, his, his dad might have been a Reliable Man, but yeah, that one um, I want to see that and um, Yardstick if they take the blinkers off. He um, should be able to win a Saturday race by the look of him. Or maybe he'll go to Brisbane and, and be over the odds in something.
0: Okay, beautiful. Uh, the week ahead, we've got Warwick Farm Wednesday, Wyong on Thursday, then off to Hawkesbury for the Guineas and the Gold Cup and the Crown and whatever else they're calling these races uh, with Newcastle on Saturday. Mark Sheehan, uh, we won't be doing a preview this week, I, I might point out. So uh, do you have any, any words of wisdom for handling Hawkesbury on a Saturday, Mark?
1: Uh, no, I'm having a spell. Uh, you can have Hawkesbury all to yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> beautiful uh, mark Roden you'll jump on to the the preview show with myself and Dico and curls so we'll speak to you then but yep. again just a, a standard week with uh, Warwick farm and wyong Wednesday and Thursday
2: yeah this is um yeah it' this, uh, this a very busy week this week we've mm. just finished with the two meetings Saturday Sunday um, yeah this is more stock standard but uh, I've uh, look historically I've been a winner at Hawkesbury uh, the last two meetings I have not struck a blow um so I'm yeah I'm not sure what to think about this this meeting on Saturday be- better standard a horse which is a plus but um yeah I'm half in two minds but we'll we'll do our best
0: okay and Rob Scarry, you won't be making the trip out to Hawkesbury you've already mentioned that
3: yeah, I've actually—I don't think I've ever won at the Hawkesbury meeting. Um, I remember um, I had uh, a big go on the Gay Waterhouse in the in the blue. Uh, it turned out to be a Group One winner. Get done by um, anyway, half half ahead by this Singleton horse. Forget its name. That was about as close as I've got. Um, I think of the big gross mare for, for, for from from Gay for. From a year or two back, uh, blah, 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 in the blue and white colours. Somebody on the in on watching the show comment, remind me. It starts with the P. Um, I'm going mad. Question <laughs> without notice there. <laughs> pro, 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 anyway. No. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be likely going to Gosford, and um, and then I'm going to go to Adelaide for for a meeting over there. Try my luck over there. Yeah,
0: very exciting. We'll get some mounting yard mail for the first time with a mail bag from Adelaide, courtesy of Rob Scurry for a Group One meeting. So that is going to be very entertaining, no doubt. Uh, thank you to you all. I'll catch up uh, next Monday, I guess. We'll talk about Hawkesbury. We'll review it. Uh, we just won't bet that much there. I'm guessing. So uh, until then, guys, have a good week.